Hey guys, this is Level Up, the podcast designed to help you win at work and make you master of your money. We are brought to you by Uploan, the fintech firm that empowers HR teams throughout the Philippines. This is your host, Jen Simons. Are you guys ready to see some success happen? This episode is an extension of episode three. If you haven't listened to it yet, here's a quick refresher. Expert financial advisor Ton Patron discussed how our attitudes about money and financial wellness just have to change. Generally, how we grew up, our social situations, and even our Philippine culture make it difficult to pursue becoming masters of our money. Check that out if you haven't yet. It's a great conversation. Today, we'll hear more of Ton's advice on how to master your paycheck and prepare for life after 9 to 5 employment. We also met JC Abarca, head of operations at Uploan. When I was a nurse, I was earning like 3,000 pesos per cut off. And I was, I have to drive or have to commute from our province going to Manila. After one year, it get doubled. I was so happy. I can go to McDonald's or I can go to a restaurant uh, during my payday. When I ventured to VPO or to a different industry after that, it feels like I was able to triple or even make it four times the amount that I was earning. But I noticed that when I started to accumulate funds, I also started to accumulate expenses. And eventually, as I got promoted, the expenses also got high. And until such time that I felt like, what's happening? I'm earning more, but my money's running short still. Can you relate to how JC was feeling back then? I certainly can. He refers to this as his aha moment, the beginning of his journey to financial wellness. To find out how you and I can change our money mindset, I asked Ton for some advice. Okay, so it's established there are a lot of blocks to really improving your financial situation and educating yourself, whether they're cultural or with your family, everything in your subconscious makes it difficult to sort of reach out and discuss with someone who can help you how to improve your finances. So how do you get started? All right. Well, really the first step is to take out all the stigma and negativity. That's one thing. Second is you choose a good financial planner. What matters here is your plan. Sometimes there's an affinity for a certain brand. Then financial advisors will push this. Financial planners will push the brand that they're affiliated with. But again, what you can do is shop around also for the solution. But yeah, that's already the solution side. Again, for me, the first step is really try to get over that thinking and ask help and be open. Now, be open meaning be open to talk about money to the professionals, not to your friends, not to your parents, to people who are trained to help you come up with a better decision. Any financial advisor will have a basic training already of the kind of the basic financial planning that you'll... In fact, a lot of these brands in the market, Sun Life, Manulife, Philam, they will already have the tools available to their advisors to help clients come up with a budget and a way to pay off their first life insurance. So those are basics. I went through it myself. I can vet for the the process, the standards. The kind of critical thinking that's applied to coming up with a financial plan is something that you can appreciate also with the financial planners. I know you're the real deal, Don. Could you take us through some some (laughs) basic steps? Like we've discussed, I mean, there are lots of different things that 
we hear, particularly like myself as a young parent, I mean, I had my mm-hmm. first kid when I was 21. So I was kind of freaked mm-hmm. out about the whole financial aspect. I got so much advice about what the first step was. One was have a budget. Another one was, you know, get life insurance. Mm-hmm. What is really the first step? Well, I agree with the budget, but really the first step is, and this is something that I tell people, start with where you are. A budget works only if you have something to budget on, right? I mean, a huge part of our market who's uh, barely striving to make ends meet. So uh, I haven't mentioned this, but personal finance is personal, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to overgeneralize the solution that we are talking about. But again, let's talk about a specific market segment. If you're working, your household income is around thirty to thirty-five thousand or twenty-five to thirty-five thousand pesos. You take home that much mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, then this is something that you can consider. So start from where you are. Start looking at how much you're spending on a monthly basis. Now, the way to do this is to figure out there's a matrix that you can take a look at. Like first is which ones are which spending. Or which expenses are what you consider the kind of spending that's uh, urgent and important. Okay. Meaning these are these are likely your household bills, things that if you don't pay them, your life could drastically be affected, right? So if you don't pay for food, you mm-hmm. go hungry. If you don't pay for electricity, they'll cut it down. If you don't pay for your gas or you don't want to pay for transportation, then you walk to the office, right? So that's important and urgent. Those are the things that's important and urgent. Got it. The, the spending for that is very critical. Now, what, what about the important but not urgent? These are things like life insurance, investments. If you put it under that bucket, you would call this um, life goals, right? I mean, you have to have this. You have to have an insurance. And then the next one is not important, but urgent. So this is emergency fund. This is something like, for my case, I just had this one. Um, you have a flat tire. You need to replace a tire. Tires cost 4,000 pesos nowadays. Or a, a car battery costs 7,000 pesos. Or if you don't have a car, simple things like... Um, all of a sudden, you find out that your shoes, the, the pair of shoes you're using, needs replacement, right? You don't necessarily plan for those things, mm-hmm. but you have to buy one, right? Things like you need to change a lock on your door. It adds up. Things like this. Like for my case, for the kids, well, before I go home, my wife will call me and tell me, can you buy this from National Bookstore? So uh, she sends me over a list, right? So, yeah. okay. But you end up like you end up every fortnight, you end up spending 1,000, 1,200 pesos. That adds up to 5,000 pesos a month on yeah. things that you don't plan for, right? And that's if you stick to the list. I always get myself something at National Bookstore. It's my total weakness. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's Ace Hardware, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. To okay, exactly, so right? After okay, got it. This map is really interesting to me because I've never actually heard this before. Like you start out with important and urgent, mm-hmm. then the important and not urgent, like life insurance, mm-hmm. and then the emergency fund. The last one is actually luxury. Now, this is not important and not urgent, right? Like, for example, and this is debatable because I will always put in that bucket coffee for myself. It's a luxury for me. But a lot of people, wait, no, that's important and that's urgent. I can't start my day without coffee, right? Yeah. That goes back to my point previously that personal finance is personal. Mm -hmm. So coffee for you is... uh, it's important, but for me, it's something that I can I don't have to spend on today, mm-hmm. right? So it really depends on the kind of approach 
or the kind of um, habit that you have when it comes to buying or spending this. So that basically talks about necessity versus discretionary. So having all of this, so we have four, necessity spending, discretionary spending, life goal spending, and interruptions or emergency, right? Now, chances are you have something on your discretionary, but you probably don't have something on your life goals. I can guarantee Especially the the staff, the supervisors will likely not have a life insurance, a mutual fund investment, a UITF investment, or a retirement plan for themselves. But those are things that is also important, although they're not urgent, right? But again, if you are 55 years old, you're hearing this for the first time, chances are your life goals are now becoming more urgent, especially retirement. People call me Koripot right now, but it's more of like, I'm, I'm thinking about it like spending more white, it's like spending more wisely than how I was before. So I get to save more. I get to treat myself more and my family more. I get to have more quality of my money through savings and spending it really wisely. With, um, and then I have to start with my priorities. What was it that changed your mindset about money? Um, actually changed while I was in Canada, but the full change, the long-lasting change took effect when I began looking at my future and planning to retire early in my life. Uh, at the age of 38, which is kind of four years from now. Four years. Four years! In order to accomplish this life goal, JC really did need to keep his retirement in mind from the start. I guess it's not too late for me yet, but... How do I know how much I need to begin with? Ask yourself, how much do I need when I retire? Now, that question is best answered using time value of money. So if you are spending X amount per month, let's say, for example, 100,000. If your monthly spending today is 100,000 pesos, you can do a time value of money analysis of how much a 100,000 peso spending on a monthly basis be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Let's say that figure is 300,000 because of inflation. Mm. So 300,000 at age 40, or assuming you live up to age 85, that's 45 years. That's more than double than your working, your your productive years in the workforce. So that will mean your 300,000 will still triple based on inflation in 45 years. So at that point, you will have to have 300,000 times 12 times 45, right? Gosh, okay. So so that's around 60 million pesos. If my mental math will, if you will trust my mental math. So 300 times 12 is 360 times, 3.6 million. 3.6 million times 10 is 36 million times 40. So, oh, okay. So that's 120 million, right? Right, yeah. And that's not including inflation, right? So again, but retirement for me is just a way or just a stage in your life where you are able to do what you want to do and still be productive. That's retirement for me. Maybe you also want to quantify what or qualify what retirement is for these people. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask that every time. Like if retirement for you means no work, all play, then yes, you need this kind of cash. But gotcha. is retirement for you being more productive in something that you really want to do so that you can still earn more? Then that brings the conversation to a whole new different level because you will now consider 
how much you will earn on retirement. Financial freedom is always subjective. Each person, when you ask, how, how do you know that you're financially free? I think it's always a subjective matter. But there's one truth about it. One truth about financial freedom is that you have your next meal. You don't worry about what to eat. You have good food, uh, good shelter. You got everything that you need. But for me, it started with a vision. Like when I got retired by the age of 38, how do I envision my myself? Am I going to be living in a condo or living in a province in my own Kubo and just relaxing or having my horses or my dogs? I don't know. Um, and that sounds wonderful. Yeah. But for me, how I envision, it started with a vision. I Personally, I envisioned my life to be simple. I felt like when I, when I increased my quality of living, that also increased the cost. Sure. So you have to be practical about it. For me, it started with what I want. I want it to be simple. I calculated my expenses and even pre-calculated what should be my expenses uh, by then. Oh, wow. And I made sure, or I'm making sure right now as we speak that by then I should have some income or sources of income that wouldn't just be dependent on one job. Personally, the way how I see it is that I'm going to be doing consultancy. I have connections right now who's uh, inviting me for consultancy in their startup companies. And I really like the idea. And then also I have uh, invested in stocks. Hopefully that will grow after some time. I have three insurances right now. I'm thinking to have more actually in the future, but I have three. Uh, these are a mix of uh, investment, pension, and life insurance. And I, I made sure that my house, uh, I have a house. Half of that, my mom paid for it. And part of it, I'm paying right now. And then, Only child perks. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> everything is insured my, from my car to my uh, to my house. So insurance is a huge part of preparing for retirement, but there are about eight hundred million different insurance plans. How do we know what would work for this? There's a lot of conversations happening in the market about people being mistakenly sold an investment product with insurance. So that's what you call a VUL. A insurance product that's linked to an investment vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right? It's important to know that a VUL is still an insurance because when something happens to the insured, a VUL will pay out the insurance component. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a conversation with an advisor who's telling you that a VUL is an investment with free insurance or an investment with insurance, no. It's an insurance product that will pay out the insured amount when something happens to the insurance. So it's not an investment product. Now, which one is for you as a, a when you're starting? I will still stick to the usual buy term, invest the difference strategy. Meaning, buy term, I will buy a term insurance right now, which is a lot cheaper than a VUL. For example, a term insurance, and uh, I have to mention this because this is the closest example that I have, so pardon my example on the brand. But in our company, we have a term insurance that costs around 8,000 pesos for a 35-year-old for an insurance of uh, 300,000 pesos for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right, that's pretty affordable. Like you pay eight thousand pesos a year for three hundred thousand peso insurance, right? Um, yeah. In fact, I just got I recently got a a quotation for a one million peso insurance. It will cost me twenty four thousand pesos a year. So that's two thousand pesos a month for a one million peso insurance, mm-hmm. right? So okay. I will pay a total of two hundred forty thousand for ten years for a one million peso insurance. After that, then everything gets canceled. So I get back. A feature of that product is 50% of the premium will be paid back to me. So essentially, I paid 
120,000 for 10 years to get covered a million pesos. Now, that's a term insurance. Why would you want that? Because it's affordable. So the main thing here is it will allow you to invest as you get insured. So that's where it's coming from. Buy term, invest the difference. Yep. That's the basic strategy if you're just starting out. Now, not to say that VUL is not for you. VUL ha- still has the best positioning in terms of a disciplined investment approach. Why? Because, and this is something out of my experience, a client preferred to do buy-term investment difference. Four years down the line, he still hasn't started his investments mm. because it's not structured that way. So you can buy the insurance separately and you have to buy the investment separately. And the investment is really up to you. But a financial planner can only do as much. Right? So I can follow up with a client. Have you have you invested this? No, I, I prepare a plan for you. You execute it this way. I went as far as accompanying a client to the bank to open a bank account. That's it. Wow. But for me to tell them that you need to open an account with this fund manager or you, buy, you need to buy this insurance. During my financial planning day, and I have to say this because I sort of uh, moved away from that already, although I'm still attached to the industry. But during those days, um, I'm not really connected to a particular brand. Mm -hmm. So I'm more biased to the solution than the product. So when I say buy a term insurance, you can buy it from anyone as long as they're reputable. So I would stick with the top five, I would say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sun Life... Um, Manulife, Prulife, Insular. Those are the top five I can think of. Okay. Um, and then the Pioneer is also good. You know, those those kinds of companies, they're, they're, uh, they're there for a reason, particularly the bigger ones. Again, the five from top five, the top three. Sun Life has been consistent in performing number one in the last six years. So a good uh, position. So it's very important also. But aside from the brand, you also have to look at the people that you're dealing with. Be sure that the financial advice, advisor you're talking to has your best interest at mind, not their own best interest. Mm-hmm. And how will you know that? If they're pushing a very expensive product, then be careful. Because there are very there's also varying ways to get insurance. You just have to ask how much insurance you need, or they will ask you how much insurance you need. You can start there. Or how much can you put aside on a monthly basis for this insurance? Mm-hmm. Either one, you'll come up with a, an insurance uh, coverage, right? So the okay. first one will ask, I need a, a million pesos or you need to pay this much. Or this is how much you can set aside on a monthly basis. This is your insurance coverage, right? Okay. So those are the two approaches. Now, for VUL, this is something for more sophisticated clients. Very important also to take a look at how much insurance do you really need at that stage in your life because Mm -hmm. it it might be too expensive for you when you all you really especially if you're single you're living with your parents which is very common here in the philippines right Mm -hmm. if you're single living with your parents then one question you should ask is what is the economic loss of my household if i pass on so at this point ton takes us through how to compute how much insurance you actually need That's one good place to start when trying to decide on which plan is best for you. Get a pen and paper. This part is important. Let's say, for example, you bring home 40,000 a month and you're the only, you're the breadwinner. Then if you want, you can multiply 40,000 by 24 months, which is close to a million pesos, right? So that if you have that, an insurance payout will be that much. You're pretty much 
sure that your family will get a million pesos every... Uh, sorry, a, a million pesos when you pass out. So they'll be able to live comfortably for the next two years. And then after that, you have to figure out how. Another way of doing that is if you know the current interest rates, and this is quite technical, but um, if you know the current interest rate of a time deposit, mm-hmm. you can take a look at that interest rate, the annual, and then mm-hmm. get an insurance that will pay out that much interest rate on an annual basis so that you can cover for your salary. So again, this is something very personal, right? You wouldn't really know how much each of the, these people listening will need during that time. But again, that's a basic way to do it. If I would put a formula into mm-hmm. it, I would say your annual salary times, I think it's times 12. That's sort of like a 12-year salary. At 4%, that will give your family your annual pay. Okay. Why is there 4%? Uh, well, that's the time deposit rate. Oh, that's the rate of a time deposit. Like over <laughs> so it's, so, like three years or something. Yeah. So, okay. so, so the, the thing is now, if time deposits will go lower, let's say 2%, you will have to double your sum assured to 12 months. Okay. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, I get uh, it. So that's, that's, that's the challenge there. So that's why a financial plan is also dynamic in that sense because it has to be updated based on current interest rates, current uh, business environment, right? So something that if you're working, if you you have a regular job, then this is not something you will consider on a day-to-day basis. So you leave it up to the expert, your financial planner. So that's the insurance side of things, but you mentioned an emergency fund. Like how do you, mm-hmm. what are your suggestions for an emergency fund? For an emergency fund, I would really suggest a, a money market mutual fund, a UITF, or a time deposit, right? So businesses do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see why a household cannot approach it with that kind of discipline. What's ironic about this is the people doing it in businesses, the, the financial people, the corporate financial accountants, they don't do it at home. I was raised in a completely cash household. My parents were super old school. So even like bank loans for cars were just not an option in our household. So let me just see if I understand correctly. Like, so if the interest rate of your, wherever your cash is now, whether it's in a bank account or an investment, if that is higher, like if it's earning more than what you would spend in interest on a loan, then that's yes. what it would make sense to take a loan, correct? Yes, okay. exactly. Because there's price to, there's a cost of money, right? Right. I hear that a lot. And that's what you want to consider, the cost of money. The cost of money that you have versus the cost of money that you will borrow. It's a unique situation here in the Philippines because the suggested retail price of a lot of the items is already, the there's no discount for straight payments it's either you go straight payment or you do installment at the same price, right? Yeah, there's so, 0% interest. The, the 0%, but if you do straight, it's the same, it's the same right. amount. So, so there's no so advantage. Is, yeah, so again, you might as well do the, the... The advantage there is, again, cost of money. The cost of money of the 1,000 pesos a month in 12 months versus 12,000 now. I'll go with the 1,000 pesos a month. Right. Because that will allow me to sort of uh, manage my 12,000 now for an investment, right? I mean, so those are the things that you want to consider. Again, there's a mathematical formula to go about it. I'm not too old school to say that, hey, no, you, you can't take out a loan. Just just pay cash. But um, there's a leverage formula that you can do. But be sure you're not taking in too much risk. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Son. That was super fun. Sure, no problem. Phew. 
That was a lot of learning for one show, guys. I'd like to thank JC Abarca, inspiring us every day at Uploan, and of course, Don Patron of Sun Life for being on our show, even if he's super busy during this pandemic. Look out for the show notes at uploan.ph slash blogs to review these tips and so that you can get started on your own personal path to being master of your money. Do you or someone you know want to retire at age 40? Send them this show. Just click share. I bet they'll be super grateful. Meanwhile, let's start visualizing what we want out of retirement. Do you see yourself on a farm in your own little kubo? Maybe selling the vegetables you grow in your backyard? Or traveling the world and not working anymore at all? Visualize na, so we can start planning. It also really helps to track your expenses. Your necessary expenses, luxury expenses, and whatever unplanned expenses you had this month. Don't forget to list those life goals that will cost money to achieve. I use a free app called Money Lover for my monthly expenses tracking. Do you use an expense tracking app? Let me know on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. I'm at UploanPH. Guys, don't hesitate to reach out to me if you might need some help finding a financial planner. Remember, I'm at UploanPH on all of these social media sites. We will have some episodes coming up to help you build an emergency fund and retirement fund even through this tough time right now. So please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and don't forget to share this show with someone you care about. I'll see you again next week and we can build up even more skills to level up your life. Meanwhile, keep that chin up, baby. You got this.